uh, I've kind of evolved a little bit. I'm still evolving, I think, on my position with the DM's job and the DM screen and rolling behind the screen. And, you know, very early on, I kind of thought you roll behind the screen because, um, well, I don't know what I thought at the beginning. It's It was just kind of a tradition. I guess I just respected it. Like, that's just how it is. And then with time, I come to find that, like, okay, you roll behind the screen because you need to fudge some numbers sometimes. Because, again, if you follow the critical role way of doing things, and if you're noticing, they don't intend on killing characters. Matt doesn't kill characters. He killed uh, Caduceus <clears throat> because, or he killed uh, Molly Mock, likely, you know, in my opinion, I think others, Probably because Taliesin said, uh, I think I need to play a different character. I want to. You know, our, our party needs a healer or another healer um, or w whatever the conversation and the reason. You know, again, the DM gets to decide what's going on. And I mean, now in, well, so I'll finish that thought. The DM gets to decide. So he could have not killed that character. He could have not done the things that he did. And you say, well, it's completely justified. Well, of course, they want to be able to justify everything that they do. If he just, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> the moment when, <clears throat> excuse me, when Yasha was climbing up in, or flying up into the, the storm and Ashley wasn't understanding that she was going to die at the end of that round if she didn't heal herself, Matt call, says that the storm lord strikes her and, and sustains her. But that was really unjustifiable. I mean, you can justify it by saying that the deity did it and they could do that. And so it, it's justified in that manner. But it's really not like she, he, he did not honor the game. And he was willing to go that far and use that justification because he doesn't want to kill characters. He was completely justified in killing the character, but that is not their, that is not what they want to do. So he and, and, and Taliesin obviously had some sort of a conversation, who, no matter who it was, now, or uh, no matter whose idea it was. Now, on the other hand, yes, you could say that he made some tr strategic errors, he made some bad decisions, and, um, and that's just what happens. You know, you die whenever you make bad decisions or roles don't go your way, and uh, I say, okay, yeah, I can see that too, because... Talison does often not know what he's doing, make, makes uh, tactical errors, is unprepared for his turn. Um, and so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you say, well, you know, he wouldn't have killed the character, Matt wouldn't have killed him if Talison had made some better decisions. Um, but And then on top of that, I would say, even if, if that had been Laura, Matt would not have done that because he knows he's going to catch a lot of grief. And be between you and me, if I haven't said it yet, um, I, 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 if it was Laura, I won't say any more than that. Um, and then, and then I feel like he does pick on Talison to a certain amount. I think he likes Talison, but I also think he he picks on him because there is a, an intellectual gap between them and Matt does a good job of of being kind to him but I do think sometimes he probably takes advantage and and picks on him um you know overall overall I think Matt's good to him but but we all have weaknesses 
uh, moments of weaknesses and, and, and we mess up. And uh, I do think that Matt sometimes, <clears throat> not even sometimes, that, that suggests too often, there have been times that you can find, at least that I remember, um, I don't have any specifics to give. So I'm not, again, I'm not trying to persuade anybody. You're like, well, you're making a terrible argument. Yes, I am. I don't have any, I don't have any evidence to share. But what I remember, there have been moments when Matt has picked on Caduceus, picked on Talison's characters. I'll say that. Um, and I think I've been guilty of it as a DM. When you have one person that you're more comfortable picking on or do, doing something to their character because, um, you know, because of different personality dynamics. There's some you're not comfortable with because you're you're scared of that person. Some you don't do it because you want to be cool in front of that person. You want them to have a good time and you're focusing too much on that. Um, these are all human things uh, that, that happen, the dynamic between the DM and the players. Some you pick on because subconsciously, you know, there, there's different things that, that go on. Um, maybe you don't like the way they play um, you, or you feel more comfortable with them and, and you understand that they have the integrity for the game and they, they respect that bad things can happen to their characters. Uh, there's, there's different things um, that go on there. But overall, they are... Matt wants the, the players to enjoy their characters. This, these are their characters to do with what they want to do. He doesn't want to kill anybody's characters. He wants them to have drama and moments of almost dying. But um, he, he doesn't have the purpose of killing them. You can, any DM can do it. All you got to do is throw one more thing, and then that one dies. Oh, another one comes along until you've killed everybody. Like That's all you have to do. Like The DM is in control of that. So... He, he doesn't want to kill a character. There's nothing that's that, that has gained from it. Um, you know, there's there have been times certainly that's been just actually I I shouldn't say there's nothing to be gained, but there's there's so much there is a lot to lose by killing a character. I mean, you know, you let Yasha die, and there's all sorts of people that are angry because Yasha's dead. I mean. I don't know if she dies in her sleep. Does anybody wake up? They, they would probably just script it that way that she always said, no, I'm going to wake up. You know, you, you should just hear Laura right now. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to see that she's dead and I'm going to cast Revivify on her. Like, you don't just get to decide that you wake up. Like, you're probably going to have to make some sort of role. There's going to have to be something. And I don't think that, that would, that's even fair to say that. Like, if she dies silently in her sleep, then that's, that's that. Sorry, your character died. You didn't know what your character does. Um, <clears throat> so there probably is a lot to be gained from killing that character just in showing like, Hey, you guys need to know what you're doing. You know, it's not just you playing, you are putting on a show. We are like, there's so much of what they do that is for the fans and because they're streaming. So for you to, in that moment, be like, well, this is really just a game that they're playing and they're letting us in on it and watch it. Like, no, then, then there's so many other things that they do that they shouldn't be doing because the only reason they're doing it is for the people watching. So you can't have it both ways. You can't set the double standard that way. Um, so, you know, my, my thoughts were, okay, you're behind the screen, you're rolling behind the screen so that you can fudge dice rolls. And I, 
I get to thinking that, um, you know, I, I start seeing where Matt does it, where it just feels like he's fudging rolls. He's, he's doing what he wants to, you know, he, he can't have a whole battle where nobody gets hurt. That's there's no drama there and that's no fun. And then he can't have a battle where he's hitting everybody and everybody's going down and he, you know, is kind of out of control and almost like, like he doesn't, he's lost track of what everybody has. So he taps them for healing and then you've got a person that's literally dying and he doesn't realize that like, oh no, they can't save themselves now. I've actually, I can't do anything except that, you know, when you can always use a deity like he did, you can always just say there's a, you know, you, you can always justify it some way that that person comes back to life or, or is saved from death, but <clears throat> you'd hate for him to have to be as obvious as he was in that dream. Um, I gotta say, yeah, I don't know, hiding behind the screen, and then now I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that I do want to roll out in front of people, and it was like one of my my members that I DM for, I'd kind of mention like, yeah, of course, like I fudge rolls or DM fudges the dice sometimes, like that's just, that's just part of it, and you just know it, um, and they said, well, that ruins it. Uh, because they didn't really realize, even though I think I talked about it before, it's like, yeah, it, it kind of does, doesn't it? It does kind of taint it. Like, once you know that, once you learn that, it's like, I mean, you know, the dice is something that you can't control. The players aren't allowed to fudge their dice rolls or cheat or lie. I've played with players before that kind of fudge their rolls. Uh, you know, they'll kind of like look around and when they make eye contact with you, you see them, they'll give their honest answer. So then you're thinking like, okay, how many times when I'm not looking do you, you know, you cheat on that? So um, it's no fun to play with those people because again, if you're just here, if you just want to succeed over and over and over, then why don't we sit around a campfire and tell a story that way? And that that is a form of inter of fun. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, okay, here we are. I'm gonna give the first line, and then you take the second line, or or we talk around, we sit around and we do things like there are other systems that lend themselves more to this kind of idea of everybody just contributes to the story. And yeah, you've got a character that you're playing, but it's really about the overall and, and just everybody contribute how you want to. Like we're talking about the setting and then we talk about what happens. We we actually narrate the plot together. And then any, every once in a while, you got one person that'll like call out a role. Like let's roll to see if that would actually happen. Nope, it doesn't work, you know. <clears throat> there are other systems that lend itself to that much more. And if that's what you like, you want to have control and you want to succeed or, or be able to determine what happens much more often, then just do that. If the, if you don't want to stick to the dice. <clears throat> um, and I've, and I've played as a player in those situations where, you know, you're, you're in a setting and the DM whips you good first round all around everybody gets smoked and you're like, oh man, like if we, the next round, we could all conceivably go down. That's crazy. Well, you, you see the DM react after that. And all of a sudden the next round they miss on everything. And then the next round they hit, but they do like 25% of the damage that they had done the first round. And all of a sudden it's, it's like, instead of a big blow, it's just nickel and diamond. yet trying to kind of make the rounds last until you can kill the enemies. 
you can just see that, you know, or you see when they all of a sudden they were rolling out in front of you and then they decided to start rolling by the screen. And you just, you just know, like it, it, it does taint the experience a little bit. Now I did hear somebody say one time that the screen is there so that you can make corrections when you make mistakes. And I think there's something to be said for that, that, that there is something to that because having an imbalanced encounter, if you're trying to go to the extreme and, and, and stick to the integrity of the dice rolls, um, it's tough when you get in the middle of it. And, and I've done it, you're in the middle of a battle and you realize, oh, shoot, I have way over, uh, this encounter is not balanced. Like I just about killed somebody in one hit and I don't know if they can kill these enemies in a couple more rounds. And in a couple rounds, I'm probably going to get all of them. Like with that, I mean, I got a plus six to hit. And uh, I don't know if you've ever played with a DM like that. For me, when I'm DMing, I roll above a 13 like all the time. Like I'm constantly rolling 15s, 18s. It's, it's kind of scary. I'm thinking like, man, this is, this is rough. Um, so <clears throat> I, I do hear that and I do respect that like when a DM messes up, you got to have some sort of way of, of correcting it. Um, but right now in my evolution, where I am is I'm rolling in front of them. I had a really good session last night with, uh, one of the players and actually one of their, uh, nephews. And we played together, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. But the the adult, you know, I rolled um, some kobolds come up and surrounded the the character, and the child was kind of like staying back and didn't really like they were kind of like being hesitant. So I was like, okay, well, I rolled initiative, and they rolled a two and a one, but the the one plus two, but I mean initiative total of two and three, and so I was like, okay, well, these kobolds definitely you know, get on your purse. I don't remember what I rolled, but it was like a 12 or a 13 initiative. So they get up. There were six of them. I rolled a D six and it was a six. And she's like, why did you roll a six? <laughs> like, I don't know. And then, uh, and then I rolled on five out of six attacks. I rolled like 17, 18, and she's a bard with a, an AC of 13 still at this point. I think a 13, maybe a 14. I got to do something to help her with her AC. Um, so, I mean, I, I kicked her butt. Like after, after five hits, she was unconscious or I mean, yeah, five out of six hit. Yeah. So um, they did get out of the scrap. Fortunately, when the paladin came up, um, he was able to heal her. He was next. So he healed her with his lay on hands. She woke up on her turn. She got up. Thunder waved, and uh, I rolled the, the the saves in front of her also, and five out of the six, what was it? There were five. Oh yeah, yeah, because the th thunder wave she rolled fifteen uh, damage, an eight and a seven. Um, so even on the fails, it was still enough because kobolds have an HP of five. So. Um, you know, even on the fails or even on the saves, excuse me, uh, they were killed. So she stood up and used her thunder wave very well, uh, dropped all of them. And there was only one left turning that battle from real bad to real good just with one spell. So, uh, that was, 
that was uh, really cool. And it, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but like rolling in front of them, you know, had I been rolling behind the screen and was trying to kind of protect the characters from dying, I probably would have, you know, she had 20 health. I probably would have, uh, instead of rolling and, and rolling damage on five, I probably would have said something like, uh, you take a total of seven, seven damage. And then been like, oh my gosh, but it wouldn't have been, but you know, when you roll in front of them, you got to expose everything. Um, and then it's just like, of course you rolled that well. It's like, yeah, but I did, you saw it, you know? And so they can only be, there's, you know, it's fine. You know, that's what you hear is it's fine. Playing, playing with women versus playing with men, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it is a fun dynamic to, to DM for, for ladies. Um, cause they, they get kind of a little bit of an attitude with you, but then in the end it's, it's fine. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, you know, that's kind of where I am right now is I roll, I roll in a tray off to the side and there's usually at least one character that can see my rolls if they want to watch. You know, they don't have to. And I think the person I usually roll next to, they're not always looking. I think they still feel a little bit like they shouldn't, even though I'm like kind of rolling off to the side and like, well, he's not behind the screen, but I think I don't, like, I think they think that I don't want them looking. So that's okay if they're not looking, but I want it to be out there so that if I did ever feel like I needed to be like, ah, look, like, well, they're right there. They can, they can just look. I didn't, you didn't see me fudge that roll. So if it's like, oh no, I rolled a natural 20, then they're, then they are going to look like, oh man, he did, you know? So that's kind of where I am right now is, is exposing that. And, um, you know, watching critical role, it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's still a lot of fun. Like, I mean, obviously I'm still doing this. Like I still enjoy the show and I'm learning a lot from it, but I feel like I'm graduating a little, a little in some of my beliefs. Like not everything is just 100% this, the Matt Mercer school of, of everything. Like I'm kind of evolving and saying like, okay, well, uh, you know, and, and I'll probably swing back on some things. I did offer my first inspiration yesterday and that's something where I never did it because Matt didn't do it. And I, I justified, I found the reasons for me on why I didn't want to do it. You know, you have player, you, you have favoritism that can show up like, <clears throat> you know, all those things with inspiration, you know, he didn't do it and I didn't do it. And I offered my first inspiration this last weekend, um, that I've done in a very, very long time. Um, just because I wanted to, and I wanted to give them more chances to succeed. And uh, I want to start doing like, you know, in the, in the world, I'm going to start building things into the world <clears throat> to inspire them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like um, if they come to a holy site and they do something, they pay homage to the deity, then they're going to be divinely inspired. So it's going to be less about um, when they role play really well, because I have been the person that has been the recipient of not not favoritism necessarily but high praise like when 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 stuff is handed out you know money for for a job or inspiration or experience points and I'm the one that's you know gets the most and I'm just like and I've I've told a DM like hey I that just makes me uncomfortable I don't want to be I don't want this to be like a, a competition kind of thing or whatever like I really appreciate you and that that you are acknowledging my role playing and but I I just um I'd rather we all just kind of had the same level there. Um, so, I, you know, I want to say I have been on that side where it's uncomfortable being the person that's 
gaining the inspiration, but I've also been on, uh, I'm sure, at least I can imagine being on the other side where somebody else is given all the inspiration, the kudos and the favoritism and the, and the attention from the DM. And you're just like, well, what am I chop liver? Like, why am I even here? If, you know, feeling left out. So, um, you know, I don't want to get into that and I don't want to just give out inspiration because, um, you know, because I like what they did. Um, I think there's something to read in the room and I've totally gone off subject here, but I think there's something to read in the room. If somebody says something and everybody laughs and we all like together, the room laughs or really likes the moment, then I think that's something you can interpret and give inspiration out at that point, because then everybody's going to be like, yeah, you definitely deserve inspiration. But if it's something they do and the other members, like not that they don't like it or don't think it's funny, but they don't react with that universal recognition and admiration of the moment that just happened. And, and you could totally like it. You're just like, oh yeah, that was, that was so good. Um, but, but it's not the whole room that's in on that. Then, you know, maybe not, uh, you know, just listen to the audience, listen to the room and pass it out on that. Um, but for me, I think I'm going to start putting it in as a game, as a mechanic, as far as when they find certain things, it will inspire them. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I don't even remember what this video was supposed to be about. <laughs> I don't remember what got me going on this. Uh, I know it was to be, it was about rolling behind the screen and the purpose of a DM screen right now. I'm to the point where I use a laptop and then I, you know, cause all my notes are right there on my laptop. I can quickly do a search if I need some information. Um, and then I have my dice tray, you know, to the left or right of me, and then, you know, snacks or something, you know, you know, whatever I, I want to have around me, but it's uh, a little bit cleaner in some ways, I would say. Um, I can still, like, hang something from the back of my laptop if I want something back there for the players to look at, and I can still put a screen around me if I felt the need to do that also. If, um, you know, I, again, I, I think that screen can establish it's, it's like um, the, the tools of the trade kind of thing you know when a doctor comes in they got a stethoscope around their neck and whether they plan on using it or they need it or anything it it helps to establish that relationship and their authority um, whenever I sold menswear uh, we would walk around with tape measures around our necks and that was kind of the thing that you know, even, even if I didn't need to measure this guy, I could, I, you know, you get to where you can just pretty much eyeball somebody. You'd be like, uh, 48 regular, right? I'm like, yep, that's right. You know, and so, but you still, you know, take it off your neck and you still wrap it around them because that establishes your authority and it establishes the relationship, your status to each other. And, uh, that DM screen, I think can serve in that way. You're like, Hey, this is showing that I'm the DM. Um, and it's just subconscious clues and indicators, signals, and whatever. So <clears throat> anyway, I don't even know if this video went the direction I thought it was going to when I started. But uh, as always, I ranted until I wore myself out. So I'll try to um, maybe take a short rest and uh, finish this episode. I'm still watching episode 134. I'm in the second half. And they are fighting a couple of creatures. Um Oh, I thought you were going to say something.